Hello, hello. We are sounding oh bloody fantastic Good. as always sounding. Excellent. We're in the together broom cupboard, I'm gonna call it. Which if yeah. you're if you remember like kids TV from like the nineties, that's it was all in a broom cupboard. Because we couldn't afford much in the nineties. <laughs> Back in my day, everything was in a broom cupboard. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. That's what that's what it was. This is I, I I'm gonna affectionately call this the together broom cupboard. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome <laughs> to the Together Marketing Podcast. This is episode number five. I am overwhelmed to be sat here with Mr. John Busby. It's it, it's quite amazing how many times I've been referenced on these podcasts so far. I've just been listening to a few of them. And you I are think a I cult up on, figure. It's almost like a bingo in each podcast that someone has to get my name in. So I feel honoured to be here. I'm just really proud to prove that you are real. You're somewhat <laughs> of a folklore on the uh, on the Together Marketing podcast. And what everyone says about you as well is that no one can ever seem to meet you. No, or tie me down, no. Exactly. Although, no, I don't know whether that's something I want to say in a foam-lined room. You're uh, the, you're the human equivalent of a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to describe myself from now on. John the Rumour Busby. Yeah. yeah. That's actually like that. pretty badass. Yeah, it sounds like a Fleetwood Mac track. So, no, really, really glad to be here. Yeah. Um, really interested to see what we're going to talk about today. Oh, um, um, something I've been eager to talk about for a long, long time, um, and uh, you know, just just want to get started. Even though you're spoken about often, no one says who you are or what you do. So, do you want to just clear <sighs> the story? I, okay, so my 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 name is John. My job title here is CTO, which sounds a bit strange saying that out loud. Um, but essentially, what I like to do is I'm there to make clients feel comfortable being uncomfortable with technology. Um, and that means quite often with things like the Alexa devices and Echo devices we're going to talk about today, or with anything else new and, and, and fantastic out there like VR, my job is to figure out how we can bring that to our clients, how we can turn it into something that's that's a product, um, and how we can inspire others about it. Because you know, one thing I'm always passionate about is technology at the end of the day, and I'm sat here in front of a mixing desk and a, a microphone stand, is a lot of wires and lights and boxes. Yeah. And we're there to figure out how we can inspire people about what what that can be what can be achieved with that technology. Oh. We were talking about Alexa skills on last week's podcast when we were talking yep. about the power of voice. Yep. And there was just a whole segment where I was just freaking out because <laughs> you showed me this I read a story of Peter Rabbit. Yep. And it kind of as I read a bit about carts, it started making cart noises and stuff. And I was just losing my mind at this unreachable idea of how that could just, like, break pitching in the future, but I don't know how. I'm re- and I'm really glad you brought that up, Harry. So the the app you're talking about there is an app called Novel Effect. Yeah. Um, just full disclosure, we have nothing to do with it. We're not endorsing it by any means. But what it does show is that voice itself is a very personal medium. What I really like about what they're trying to do at, at Novel Effect is they're taking something that is very personal, which is telling your children yeah. a bedtime story, but enhances it through modern technology. I feel that that is the perfect mix for where voice can be going, not only in our homes, but also in our businesses as we move forward. So, you know, you know, one of some of the exciting stuff that we don't have here in the UK yet, but we they do have out in the US, and some of the elements we're looking into for, for Alexa are elements like Alexa for Business. We already know that, I believe the stat is by 2020, each home is going to have something like over 21 voice-enabled devices, which what? is an incredible stat. I didn't know that stat. Um, but they have yet to, to really kind of drive themselves into the into the office. What Amazon are trying to do with the Alexa for Business program is solve some of the challenges that businesses often have with, let's say, dialing into a conference call yeah. um, by placing devices that we're all comfortable with in our home in conference rooms for you to be able to use as, as the conference phone. So that's just the beginning. Um, and I think as we 
as we talk about a bit on today's podcast, but also as we as we explore some of them with our clients, we're really excited to see where that medium can go mm. um, and to see how far we can push that. So at the moment, we are scratching the surface of what we 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 can do Absolutely. with these things. And I think it would be good probably for our listeners to understand the different types of Alexa skills. Yeah, so I can on. I can step through step through that in a moment. But the first thing I would say is building any voice interface isn't easy. No. I think you've learned this the hard way as well, helping helping us through that project. But just as you mentioned on the, on the last podcast on voice, it's a very personal medium. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think about how your users, how us humans, individuals, are going to interact. And that is a very different mindset to building a website, mm-hmm. to using a search engine. It's a lot more conversational. It's a lot more uh, personal. People will phrase your brand in a completely different way to how they phrased it before. Going through that jump is something that actually needs a lot of iteration it needs a lot of um uh, of testing as, as we found first time we tested a skill which harry has mentioned uh, on on the last podcast that i'm going to call the world's first voice-based partner portal is my is my uh, you know rather jumped up way of saying it but is my is my uh, way of summarizing would you like me to add in any explosions or anything <laughs> yeah, yeah we could that? add a few explosions you know if we if we look at how we develop that, we're on what I'm going to call version 2.5 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, version 1, we we thought we could just do a simple question and answer type flow. Were we wrong? Yeah, we were very wrong. <laughs> like it just it just did not did not work. It wasn't conversational. It was it was the only way I can describe it is jarring. Mm. And so you know we've had to iterate on that to create a. a solution that allows that conversation to be a lot more natural allows it to flow allows users to interact in a way that they would expect and that they are intrigued to learn more and i think i'm really excited to see where version three of that will go oh so my goodness that's kind of one summary i mean one one thing that uh, as i as i was actually doing some research for, for today's podcast that i came across is voice search optimization is going to become a real term for us We've seen the jump in Google move from keywords to much more language, question-based queries. Yeah. Moving forward, that's going to also proliferate into voice. Um, and we already have seen the stats, depending on exactly which um, which provider you go to, the stats are up to 50% of searches by 2020 are going to be by voice. Yeah. I've seen it, seen that stat be 30% as well. So I, I go conservative because people still don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, you know, if I think about, just my own use of voice at home, you know, we use it every day to add something to a shopping list or every day to, to, to listen to the news. So mm. it's, it's not that unbelievable that, you know, a lot of, a lot of our interactions will, will move over to voice. So it's thinking about how you need to optimize that journey for your, for your users is going to become a key skill set for agencies mm-hmm. and for clients over the, ne- over the next few years. It's not just about the language we use to find those results. Yeah. It's also about the experience the user will receive yeah. back. So to, to add a bit of context to that, the if I search for local coffee shops near mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I'm probably searching on a device that may or may not have a screen. Or if it does have a screen, I may be driving, and therefore the only results I'm going to hit, I'm going to receive, are going to be audio based. Yeah. So it, you know, it's just as important to think about how users are then going to receive and listen to that information. Um, and one of the early learnings uh, that that we had from dealing with, you know, building our our first. Um, home assistant based application that begins with a um just to not activate all your devices at home everyone um the which did happen when i was listening to your podcast earlier to come come back to one of the early learnings is when you design a website 
your login button needs to stay in the same place, right? So always, yeah. if you, if every time anyone moved between pages on your site, the buttons moved, you'd get quite frustrated. Yeah, I'd be um, um So, well, if when you interact with a, let's just say a human being rather than a voice assistant for now, if they said the same thing back to you every time, that's not going to be a very interesting conversation to have. Um, yeah. And you're probably going to seek out new friends. So the, you know, our eyes expect uniformity, but our ears expect things to be different. Yeah. They expect you to have 10 different ways to say yes and 50 different ways to say no. Uh, you know, it's so it's important to to build that into the experiences that you have as well. So that when if you ask for a local coffee shop, it doesn't feel robotic when when she answers or he answers. We've done various things on some of the apps we built. So the one the, the one you're, you're you're talking about, which hopefully, you know, by the time this podcast goes live, should certainly be very close to, to, to being out in market. We had to build certain elements to randomize prompts back to the user so it didn't feel robotic every time the user user asked. And that's not something that you would normally consider when building a website no. experience, but it's certainly something we've had to learn when building a voice. So if we, let's come back to the different types of skill that yeah, you, go you on, can go produce on. and then kind of how how that can be applied in a b2b context yeah so there's there's four main ways you can really build a skill with alexa um we're going to talk about two of them most mostly today okay the ones i'm going to focus on are what's called a flash briefing or news or media briefing sometimes yeah, yeah, depending yeah. on the a platform and amazon just calls it custom like it's it's not it, they they haven't come up with a very exciting name for it yet. Um, they just call it. They just call it much the market. Yeah. You can just call it custom. Yeah. So so essentially, um, if we if we break each one of those down, so flash briefing is the most accessible to most brands. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually trialing with a few few big brands at the moment, different ways of of getting these out to market. But essentially, this is where you can take all of that great blog content yeah. um, that you already have written. Um, and republish it to the Alexa platform. Not all of our listeners might know what a flash briefing is. So, so essentially, no, it's a great question. So essentially, a flash briefing is a morning routine you may set up. It doesn't need to be in the morning, actually. Um, but any routine that you set up where you would like it to perhaps tell you the news, tell you the weather. Um, as a user, you can subscribe to different feeds into that. You can subscribe different feeds into that flash briefing. Okay. Which means if we use, I'm going to keep using Intel as an example here. Yeah. Um, but if I were, you know, if I was a, an Intel partner, I could subscribe to Intel Partner News, and every day I would receive a small snippet of you know, changes in that community or okay. things that may interest me in that community. As a brand, you can decide whether it's hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, um, and it only plays the latest content to each user. Oh. Um, sometimes you, you can decide for Mrs. A to uh, to read that for you yeah. um, or the Google Home Assistant to read that for you, or you can um, actually record your own audio clips and publish them just like a podcast. So that's like a audio version of a Twitter home feed. Exactly. And you follow certain people and then you get the audio versions of these, this is what's going on here, this is what's going on exactly. here. Exactly. And it's it's important to try and keep it short. Yeah. Um, they don't need to be short. Um, there are some content publishers that do publish very long flash briefings yeah. that, that are actually are part of my morning routine. But initially, as a B2B brand, you want it to be quite short, quite punchy, mm-hmm. very clear with a very clear call to action yeah. um, at the end. So that's a flash briefing. The custom skill, um, as, as Amazon call it, is essentially any custom logic that you may want to run on an Echo device. So if you think about probably a lot of the skills that you install, certainly when you first set the device up, they will be defined as custom skills. Yeah. Um, so something, one, one of the ones I've used is, um, is uh, you know, animal sounds for my, for my 
son, which is, you know, what sound does a, does a monkey make? And then it plays me a monkey sound. Yeah. That's a very, very basic question and answer custom skill. Um, more complicated ones, uh, maybe things like... I sent you a good one. I sent you one that was, you say, intruder alert. Yeah. And then it plays the Imperial March, all the lights <laughs> go red. That's and, brilliant. Yes, that, and like stuff like that. That's that brilliant. Yeah, so exactly. You know, custom skills can contain any amount of logic. I mean, we're working on some where they are uh, essentially learning assistance, let's say. So they may complement an existing... Um, learning management platform or learning management system that allows users to essentially be taught using using the Alexa device. Um, with custom skills, you can do you can do a little bit more. So you can allow the the user to link their account to sign in with their account, and then you can mm-hmm. offer you know a, per, a much more personalised experience. Um, obviously, the cost of development is a, is a little bit higher, mm-hmm. um, and all of the elements we talked about before about how you need to code and create the questions and answers it is an important iterative process. So where the flash briefing, it is just reading content to you and you're listening and you're consuming that content. With a custom skill, you need to think about all the questions and the answers that, and essentially the, the different decision tree elements that a user may go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. To add, that, add a little context around that as well, you know, one of the first skills we tried to create here was, so I have two cats. Yeah. Anyone that follows my Instagram knows this. Unfortunately, it's very sad. I'm getting on um, that. I don't follow the, you on Instagram. The, um, at, the moment, at the moment, we have a, a, a particular cat that just does just enjoy... Um, using your Alexa. Using my well, own <laughs> Alexa, but just, just following my soon-to-be-toddler son around. But it's important for us to always look after the health of our cats. So I thought, you know, let me use this as an example for how we might how we might build an Alexa app. So initially, I coded a question that you know, would ask you the name of your cat, and then it would set that up to remind you for, for vet appointments. So very, very simple. I did not tell it to expect the word no when it asked you, asked you for a name. <laughs> so if you can imagine what this flow might look like, yeah. it asks you to set your cat up, and you say yes, and it says, okay, what's your cat's name? And you say no, and it says your cat's name is no. So you have to think about every question and answer that a, u- that a user might go through and make sure you've allowed for it. Otherwise, you could end up in some really quite jarring and, I'm going to say, inconsistent experiences. Um, so that, that that was one of our loans. I mean, that was a long, long time ago. Alexa has made it a lot simpler to be able to... Or Amazon have made it a lot simpler to be able to to build what they call dialogues. Yeah. And I think what we'll be seeing in the future is these the, interactions with voice devices will become a lot more conversational. We... When we were making uh, one of the earlier Alexa skills together, you brought up something so cool. So you came into the meeting room, okay? We're all going, is, is John going to come today? Is, is today going to be the day? <laughs> and he walks in. I, I, actually, no, you didn't. You were on video. We didn't even manage to get you. He, he pops up on the screen <laughs> like uh, like the guy from Saw. And uh, then he screen shares with us. And he's got kind of like a mind map type thing yep. where there's kind of these little boxes and and strings attached to these boxes that are going to other boxes and that was how you were planning out your alexa skill and you could type in say you know says this and then in response plays the mp3 and i was like oh my goodness it proved to be hard in some areas because it didn't correlate to us to uk and stuff like that but once we got that nailed yeah it'll be so easy to to really get grassroots custom skills that people can make fairly willy-nilly. It's a really interesting point, actually. So, you know, it's worth noting these platforms are still very much in their infancy. Yeah. Amazon themselves, you know, the way I would describe their developer portal is perhaps, I'm not going to say unfinished, 
but still you know being actively actively developed just Two weeks ago, in fact, they launched a ability for you to be able to build your skill using their developer portal. Yeah. So it's going to become much. It's going to become more accessible. It's going to become much easier to be able to, to be able to build these out. But one thing I will say, you know, to, to, to all our listeners is, you know, we really found this. We started this thinking, you know, if, if questions answers, it's easy. You ask it a question, it gives you an answer. Yeah. And we just found it needed so much more testing and so mm. much more thinking about it um, than 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 we realized. Um, and so I'd encourage anyone, if you are looking at building out your own custom skill, that to you know to sit down with a set of post-it notes and one of you pretends to be an echo device and one of you pretends to be a user. And you go through and see how natural you can make that conversation. And it's something that that we learned to do um, you know very very quickly early on. And it just makes it makes the the, the creation of the skill a lot easier. Um, and it it's just a lot of fun, really, as well. <laughs> well, John Busby knows how to have a good time. Prototyping <laughs> <laughs> Alexa skills. That's what I spend it's my, my weekends. It's my turn to be Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I spend my weekends doing, really, isn't it? Um, but no, it's it, it's good. I think I think you know now we've covered the different types of skills. The it, it's important to probably think about also the things that could be coming. Um, yeah. So, Amazon have launched, and we we talked a lot about the Amazon platform today. There are other home other platforms. Um, are available. Um, you know, it's worth mentioning you do have the Siri, obviously the Siri platform, which has been around since the launch of the iPhone 4S, um, which is feels like a long, long time ago now. I think it was about. I will have to look it up, but probably 2012. I think when they when that device was launched. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Cortana. Every single, <laughs> yeah. every single one. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I press F to pay respects. Yeah, the um, you know you do, you have Cortana, obviously, and then we we also have Google Home, which. You know, it's referred to as a, a, a as Google's assistant. Yeah, I like is, that one. Which is a, which is enabled on every uh, Android device as well. Yeah. So there are new ones coming all the time. You've got Bixby for Samsung. Yes. Um, you know, so th- these all these platforms are competing with each other. Yeah. Um, but it's worth you know just coming back to kind of the future on this. I think Amazon are really at the forefront of, of, of trying to push that forward, just due to the the amount of devices they have out in market. Yeah. But recently they've launched Whisper mode, so you can now whisper your Echo device and it will whisper back to you. What are you whispering to your Alexa? I maybe secrets, maybe play Despacito. It's designed for when you have kids in the house, obviously. <laughs> okay. Something, something that when you get annoyed and want to turn the lights on, um, but you, you know, your little one sleeping is probably. Oh, I can imagine why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. That's useful. Um, uh, uh, but one of the ones I'm, mo- I'm most excited about is is the is the for business mode. So the Alexa for business. Um, you know, is is not just enabling conference calls like we mentioned earlier to get to get a lot simpler, but it also enables. Um, you know, we're looking at different ways we can have that skill in a, in a sales meeting. Yeah. So rather than saying asking for case studies and a sales guy tapping away at their laptop to bring the latest PowerPoint up, think about what it could be to have a device there that you say, actually, I'm not sure. Let's ask what stats they have, and those stats could be live. Oh. So you could be saying, you know. Alexa, how many, um, you know, how many minutes did we save last month with um, with our time tracking platform? I'm mm-hmm. putting that as, as an example, um, and they could answer with an exact figure. That's crazy. Um, rather than out of date case studies yeah. and uh, you know, and, and I'm going to say PDFs and and slide decks. So it's you know that's just one example of where we're looking at looking at including that. And I think over the next few years we're going to see a lot lot more. We're still at the narrow AI stage. We're still at the stage where these devices are doing a very particular uh, task 
they're doing it very well. They're getting better and better all the time. Yeah. Although if you ask my wife, she will say that Alexa is getting worse, but never mind. Um, but the they're getting better and better uh, all the time. She's jealous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> I spend too much time. There. When they start to cross over, when they start to, we start to have those interactions where you will just ask it to book a hair appointment for you and not think anything else of it. But behind the scenes, all that other stuff is happening. That's when we're going to start to see real breakthroughs in, in artificial intelligence and automation. So it's, really fascinating um what what we're my what i'm most passionate about and what we're most passionate about it, it here is how can this enable us to it sounds cheesy make the world a better place um you know what is you know what is the core of this technology and how can we apply it to inspire others um it's if i if i think about Alexa, you know, coming back to, to, to voice assistants, you know, it's how can we make those sales meetings better? It's how can we make um, our interactions every day better? Um, and it's great to see so many brands pushing that forward. Like, I can't wait until I have to just walk into a meeting room and say, dial me into the call. The amount of trouble that we have as a business, I'm sure every business has this has this issue as well, just dialing into phone bridges and knowing, you know, making sure everyone's connected. You know, if we can use technology to remove those those barriers to bring them down, um, I think we're you know, you know all we will do is make ourselves more productive. We make ourselves more creative, um, and we will give ourselves more time and space to really push those boundaries forward. Mm. Um, and that's you know, at the end of the day, that's what we are where we all want to be. Um, so I've gone off on a massive tangent there. Yeah, <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, you, you were sounding a little bit like Dr. Octavius in, uh... <laughs> in Spider-Man 2. All right. Awesome. The man, the myth, the legend, John Busby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me here. It's been a real pleasure. So that, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to Alexa. We're going to say it a few more times, I think, before, yeah. I, before I walk out, just to set all your devices off. I will say it did actually... So. I have one in my car because yeah. I'm that kind of person. Um, obviously, it's worth noting that Echo for Auto will hopefully come out this year as well. He's got one strapped to his chest right now, just so <laughs> it's like know. It's like some kind of voice assistant-based Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. um, the, um, and it did, as I was listening to, to, to the podcast on, on, on voice uh, earlier this week, it was... You know, it did keep going off. I had to had to mute it because it kept it kept setting off and trying to answer your questions. So, you know, it's been it's been fantastic to go through. You know, what the future of voice today, and you know, I really just hope that our listeners, if you have an idea of something you want to do, you know, either get in touch, but just drop us an email with what you're what you're what you're doing with voice, what your plans are with voice, because mm. we'd love to just consolidate those, create a gallery of how we're moving this forward. It's something that we are incredibly passionate about this year and really want to really want to show what is possible in B2B and technology with voice. Also, if you want to be on the podcast, you've got any bright ideas, send us an email and we'll arrange for that. We're always interested in hearing what you have to say.